show my gratitude for you. I'm a writer in the air for you. I see what you're doing, yeah, I see what you go through. I'm a writer in the air, the truth is you're beautiful. Radio. We're sponsored by Wealthy Sisters Media Group, and you can visit us for all your branding and publishing needs at WealthySistersRadio.com. We're so excited to have you here today because here at Wealthy Sisters Radio, we proudly, proudly promote positive people, and our purpose is twofold. First, we love to make sure that we provide you, that dynamic listener, with inspiration, encouragement, and that practical knowledge that you can apply it to your life right now and have that impact on your business as well. Also, and I should say a positive impact indeed. And second, we must provide that platform that we have a way to promote, edify, and say thank you to the sisters for doing big things. I'm Deborah Hartnett broadcasting live here on the worldwide listenvisionlive.com. That's W. 
WLVS. We're so excited to be here. This is our second week streaming live here at this awesome station here, and we just thank you so much for tuning in to us last week, all of the great response we received, and thank you so much for following us on Facebook and Twitter this week as well under Wealthy Sisters. Well, you know, today is another fabulous Tuesday. It is April 15th. <sighs> is that a sad day for you? wonder why that means or feels painful. Is it something about that tax day? Well, you know what? We're not going to even be sad about it today. I tell you, because we are ready, we're prepared, and we're always winning, right? So we're just going to keep a positive attitude, turn that day around for tax day. Let's make it the, the winning day here at Wealthy Sisters Radio. Well, you know, today, as promised, as always, we have a special guest for you today. And this lady, when I tell you, I have so much respect for her. Our special guest is all the way calling in all the way from Washington State, way near Seattle somewhere. I'm telling you, when I don't even know how she found the location where she is. I have to tease her about that. But I'm telling you, she is an incredible woman. She is acclaimed. She's received awards from the White House. She's been recognized by uh, Black Enterprise as Innovator of the Week. And so when I tell you she is the founder of iUrban Teen Tech, that's right. So today we're going to be talking about STEM and arts programs to help create diversity in the workforce and technology. And she has a serious program that's, like I mentioned, has won all types of awards. So you know what you need to do right now for us. You need to text everybody, Facebook them, tweet them, and tell them to dial this number, 347-837-9828. so that you can listen live here with us. And you can also visit us at WealthySistersRadio.com. Click right there on Listen Live, and you can watch us. If you're just tuning in and you're listening on the radio, go ahead and click there so that you can see us in live and in color here. And we want to remind you and thank you so much for following us again on Facebook and Twitter under Wealthy Sisters. And as well, uh, you can join our mailing list there. So we're not going to hold our very special guest from you much longer. We're going to take a short commercial break. We'll be right back with our special guest, none other than Miss Dina Perot. All right, we're live back here on Wealthy Sisters Radio with our very special guest, Miss Dina Perot from Washington State. Hello, Dina. How are you today? Deborah, I am just doing fabulous. How are you? Oh, wonderful. And we're so excited to have you today. You know, like I said, this is our second time here at our new station here at ListenVisionLive.com. Thrilled to be here at WLVS Radio. And you know how it is, those first few moments there, you got to work all the little kinks out with technology. So I just want to say thank you to all of our audience that's tuned in with us today on our Blog Talk Network as well as we work all of these little uh, technology glitches out and uh, as well you know we've been here what five years will be five years for us in june so we kind of figured out a lot of things now and now when we're starting new we got to work some new things out but we are thrilled i am so excited i know we booked this several months ago for you to come on the show and yeah. just Congratulations to you, my sister, for all the great things that you're doing, and thank you so much for the example you're setting for all of us. Oh, well, thank you, and thank you. know, and I can say the same for you. I remember 
I've been following you for a number of years. Our good friend Torin Ellis yes. actually introduced us about five or six years ago. So I've also been watching you rise as well. So congratulations to you as well. Thank you. Thank you. You know, it's amazing how social media, you do hear sometimes uh, people that are not as familiar with it or who maybe uh, have not taken full advantage of the benefits of it. And, you you know, you hear sometimes right. that people are afraid or they might have negatives. But I tell you, it has been all positive for me um, to have the opportunity to, to reach people all over the world. I mean, how else would we be able to have met without this platform that we're using right now in social media? Deborah, you are so right. You know, I had um, started uh, this group, International Black Women's Collaborative, and I've met so many women online who I've never actually met. Some of them I've met live, but for the majority of them, we have never met. But I feel that they are close to me as sisters you know, through via social media. Mm-hmm. And so you're right. How can you build those relationships if you didn't have it? You know, if you know how to use it wisely. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. So, you know, we always get started here at Wealthy Sisters Radio. We like to say that we're a little nosy here. Uh, well, maybe that might be me. That's what my daughter, she she thinks she's grown now and can tell me things that I tell her. She told me I was nosy the other day. But, you know, we always like to learn uh, the background uh, and, and, as I always say, the ingredients that went into the fine recipe that we see today. So, Tell us, Ms. Dina, how did you find your way to Washington State and where you grew up and what made you create or begin the organization iUrban Teen Tech? Well, you know, I, I wonder, I often wonder myself, how did I end up here? I'm actually in Vancouver, Washington, which is right across the river from Portland, Oregon. Wow. So I'm on the southern tip of Washington State. Wow. And so, but I'm originally from Los Angeles, California, mm-hmm. and moved up here, moved up here about 20 some odd years ago, um, because at the time, at the time, my uh, husband, who I was, I was married, and at the time, we decided to move away and try to move into an environment that we thought would be more conducive to raising our son because at the time down there in Los Angeles and particularly Compton area, the gang activity was so rampant mm-hmm. that um, I wanted to make sure that I, that my son was able to go to school and not have any issues or problems, et cetera. But there's a downfall to that as well. Mm-hmm. You know, we moved up here and moved into such a um, um, homogeneous environment where there's a few people of color, that also has its negative uh, you know, connotations as well. So, But anyway, I say things sometimes happen for a reason. I don't know if I would have created this program and done some of the things in the diversity space that I've done if I would have stayed in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. I think I have to be privy to some discrimination that has occurred here, um, some of the disparities that I saw with my sons in school here, those kind of things. I had to see that for myself and feel it. Mm. Um, so I think some of those add to the ingredients of me starting High Urban Teen mm-hmm. and some of the other uh, work that I've done in diversity. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, that is so but true. Particularly for, oh, go ahead. I'm no, sorry. No, no, no. You go ahead. What were you going to finish? Mm-hmm. Well, I was going to say what, in, um, what kind of led me to starting this program was um, because I was actually on the Governor's Commission on African-American Affairs here in Washington State back in 
2006. I was on there for about six or seven years. Mm -hmm. And at the time, all of our ethnic commissions were looking at the achievement gap issue here in the state of Washington, especially for black and brown male youth Mm -hmm. dropping out of school, middle and high school. And then a few years after that, I was asked to participate on a chief information officer council in Portland. And as soon as I walked into the room, and wonderful folks, I mean, I'm still part of, of these groups, But as soon as I walked into the room, I instantly saw disparity. I was the only person of color and one of few women in the room with all these CIOs. Mm -hmm. And so I started just thinking, I said, okay, there's a a disparity here. And then we've got our our young males dropping out of school. How can I marry the two? Mm -hmm. And that's when I came up with iUrban Teen because I knew that the tech space was going to always be there but there was a lack of color in that space. Right. And if we created something and had it on a university campus where some of these kids have never actually been on a university campus before, intentionally have it on a university campus so they can feel in that environment, you know, feel what that, that feels like breathing in, and try to create a technology spark to spark their interest. Because we know that most of these youth who are getting the CDs and the Fs, we know they're brilliant. They just have not been engaged yet. There has not been something to create that spark, to ignite that passion for something. And so that's why I created, and that's what we kind of, that's what our mission is to create that spark. Right, right, right. Well, that that is a powerful mission um, that you have there, and it's so needed. And, you know, I want to go back to your experiences that you said that, you know, if you hadn't lived in that area and if you hadn't experienced firsthand everything you did, then the organization yeah. might not have been birthed. And I just always like to pause with that and share that with the audience to, to just to make sure that we understand that everything that we go through, everything that we go through it relates to where we are today and is we can use it for a building block as just as you did here with creating our urban team so that is you know that is so important to to look at that because a lot of times when we are in the midst of challenges and trying to face and determine which steps should we take and maybe be become discouraged what have you you know to realize that uh everything happens for a reason and everything is in divine order Exactly. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking about that the other the other day, Deborah, talking to a good friend about, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes, not sometimes, all the time, our experiences, whether good or bad, can be our best asset. Right. If we know how to use that, some people have the negative experience and they kind of stay in this place and not know how to leverage it. I would always see a challenge as an opportunity. I would always see when I started feeling discriminated against, when I started feeling, you know, the bite of racism, I said, you know what, I'm going to learn from this experience, and I'm going to use this when I'm pushing that diversity envelope. I'm going to use this experience because I know what it feels like now. Right, right, exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah, Yeah, so I always say, look at where sometimes things may look like a challenge to you. Change your mindset and just sit back, sit back, stay in that space for a minute, and realize, how can I use this? What am I going to learn from this? Apparently uh-huh. it's here for a reason, uh-huh. you know, and, uh-huh. and learn from it and move on. 
Uh huh. Definitely, definitely. And I and I also I want to come back. I want to really talk more about what you're doing with the program and the STEM and the Arts Plus or Plus Arts program. But tell me a little bit about also your organization as far as your diversity consulting firm. Oh yeah. Well, which one do you want me to talk about first, Mosaic or iUrban? The the Mosaic. Let's talk about that, and we'll come back to iUrban. Okay, and because everything, you know, Deborah, everything that I do is all interrelated. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people would tell me, you're doing too much. You need to stay focused on one thing. Mm-hmm. Well, for me, that doesn't work. And, and it, when I explain and have people understand how I can do three different brands, because there's Mosaic Blueprint, there's Urban Entrepreneurs Network, and there's iUrban Team. Okay. All three of those are centered around at the core of all of them is diversity, inclusion, and equity. Right. All of them. Mosaic Blueprint, diversity, recruiting, and consulting. So I, I encourage companies, especially here in the Pacific Northwest, um, that how important it is to have diversity and inclusion, especially in the supervisory and management roles here, because you don't see that too often right. in, the, in, in our area, Oregon and Washington State. And so encouraging that, helping helping them to understand diversity recruiting and onboarding practices. In fact, I started a group here that's going very well called the Portland Metro Diversity Employment Network. Mm-hmm. And now there's about a hundred HR managers and corporate recruiters in this in this group. We have an online platform and we meet live every month. And we talk about we talk about diversity recruiting and onboarding. What are they doing? We have the different companies explain and practices around recruiting, diversity recruiting. And then we also talk about, and I tell them, keep it real, you know, keep it 100. Yeah. Because we're not going to make any type of changes if we're going to keep this Portland nice thing going. Right. You know, and so we talk about what's working and what's not. What can we do? And we all brainstorm that together. And then at the end, we have live resumes or we have diversity candidates that come in and do a pitch you know, for a position. And these people are getting callbacks, they're getting interviews, they're getting hired. Uh, so that happens every month at different locations. Um, and then I do the branding, um, multicultural branding. I may work with organizations to help them with their content, with their job announcement, with what their websites may look like, mm-hmm. to give it more of a multicultural feel, you know, because I said it's very important, all those touch points that when you're looking for a diverse candidate, all those touch points matter. Mm-hmm. And also, what is your house like? I tell any employer, don't ever try to do a, a mass diversity recruiting effort if you don't have it together there internally within your organization. Right. Because the last thing I would want to do is recruit a, a diverse talent to your organization, and they're not going to thrive in that environment. Right. You know? Right. And, you right. know, we could, as people of color, we could walk into a business, and we could feel it. Our filters, our, our spidey filters started start raising up when we feel that something's not quite right in that environment. Right. You know, so I, I, uh, so I work with organizations, you know, doing that. However, when I urban started, and it started like kind of building more and more momentum, I've been focusing more of my time, about 80% of my time, 
on our urban program. Right, right. And that's what we yeah. want to you want we want to spend some more time in talking about that today because um I had a couple of weeks ago around the winter summit, we had Erica Flora who is a dynamic woman. She and her husband started uh, Beyond 20. It's an organization here as a company here in uh the metropolitan DC area and they have done mm-hmm. some incredible things. They've won a lot of contracts. I mean, their clients are like Pfizer and and, and, and NASA, just to name a few. And we we talked about it when she was on our show, the importance of girls uh, in STEM and uh, the youth in general oh, yeah. and, and, and how important that is to really, really uh, gear up our schools and programs and uh, enrichment summer camps for youth so that they can uh, be able to compete in this competitive uh, technology industry. So we want to spend today, you know, today here on Wealthy Sisters Radio, the great thing about being here at listenvisionlive.com, we can play music. And everybody knows me, knows that I am a huge fan of music. I listen to music all day long. Yeah. So today, you know, we're going to do a little hip hop here on Wealthy Sisters Radio. So we'll take a short break and uh, we're going to go to the clean version of Drake, how, how, how does he say it here? You know, uh, I, I started from the bottom now here. <laughs> we'll be right back after this short break listening to Drake. Friend, where your real friends at? We don't like 
to do too much explaining Stories stay the same through the money and the fame Cause we started from the bottom, now we're here Started from the bottom, now my whole team here Started from the bottom, now we're here Started from the bottom, now the whole team here Start, Started from the bottom, now we're here Started from the bottom, now my whole team here Started from the bottom, now we're here Started from the bottom, now the whole team here Started from the bottom, now I'm here as we celebrate uh, the youth today with our very special guest, Ms. Dina Perot, who is the founder of iUrban Teen Tech uh, in the Washington State. So, Dina, now let's get yes. back to this. Okay, you started this program for the youth. You have, is it two sons or one son? I have two. Two sons, two sons, and you were able to kind of see some of the things that their their friends perhaps and were experiencing in them themselves. And what what was it that actually inspired you to start this organization? Well, you know, when I was thinking, of, I was thinking about it a couple of weeks ago on how things kind of came full circle. Talk about our experiences. Mm-hmm. I actually created a program that I wish I had for my sons when they were younger, when they were in going through school. Um, because I started seeing, you know, them being a little marginalized as early as elementary school. Mm. I started wishing that I could find mentors for them mm-hmm. because by this time um, I was pretty much a single parent by this time. Um, and I wasn't successful with finding the mentors for them. I was hoping to find something to create a spark for them. So exactly what I'm doing now is what I wish I had then. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the parents, we have a very strong parent component to our program. I believe in honoring the family by inviting them into everything we do and making them a part of this machine called I Urban Teen. Oh, that rhymes. But anyway, I, um, I, a lot of our parents or single parents with sons, you know, they have these men, children at home, you know, that they're looking for something to engage them in, some kind of spark to make them feel included, to look for mentors. And so a lot of the the volunteers that I have during our events and during our summits, I have team lead over a group of of these young men. And I look for men of color, Mm -hmm. you know, African-American, Latino, Pacific Islander. I look for those men first to be those team leads. So they are kind of somewhat mini mentors for them that day and, and through our ongoing programming as well. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. And that's why, you know, with me having my sons, I didn't have daughters, I had sons. And so I even noticed that in the White House, when I was in the White House being honored for the program, right. I was the only 
Tech Champion there that had a program focusing on boys. Everyone else had programs basically focusing on girls and women in mm-hmm. STEM, mm-hmm. you know, or they were teachers from different had different classrooms. Mm-hmm. But when it got to me, I felt like, wow, I guess I'm really a, kind of a minority here because my program focuses on boys. On boys, Even right. Though, yeah, we focus on boys. Um, and um, But I tell everyone our intentional outreach is black and brown male youth. However, we're an inclusional program. So we mm-hmm. have about 30% of our attendees are girls. Mm-hmm, 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 you know, mm-hmm. that attend. We have uh, youth with, with disabilities that may attend, and any of it. For us, it's any youth that wants to participate. We don't close the door on them. But our intentional outreach is black and brown male youth. Male youth, right? Which we know today is is important. Um, we hear the university, college enrollments, high school dropouts. We hear yes. the disparities among brown, uh, black and brown males. And so that's great yeah. that you started that program. You know, it's it's amazing. Um, we definitely would, I would say, need to have more. It seemed like it would be the opposite or, or balance at least because it's needed on both genders as well. But um, Yeah, it's needed on both. Uh-huh. But I, I, I wanted to focus on boys because I felt like the more, I think that the more everyone focuses on girls right. and women, which I don't have a problem with, but I feel if everyone focuses on, on them, then what's happening to our male youth? Right. Color? You know, right. They, they'll continue to fall through the cracks. So that's why I, because I get a lot of times I'll get people to ask me, why don't I focus on girls? Mm-hmm. Well, there's plenty of, of programs out there. In fact, I refer them to my good friend, Kimberly Bryant, who has Black Girls Code, yes. doing extremely well with the program. And I'm also on the board of a program, a new program called Rose STEM that uh, Lila Hunter-Taylor has over in the D.C. area that's making some great inroads for girls in STEM. So there's a lot of programs out there, but my preferred focus is to stay focused on creating these pathways of opportunity mm-hmm. for our black and brown males. Mm-hmm. And that's important. I mean, that, that goes back to what we always talk about here on Wealthy Sisters Radio, how important it is that you stay in your lane. Um, there, As you said, there are oftentimes, I'm sure, people ask you, why don't you focus on girls? But your mission and your assignment are boys, and that's where you should stay. I mean, exactly. it's, it's the same thing here with what we do. Our focus are, of course, women in business, women and and we're open as i love how you put that we're all inclusive um, but our focus are women business owners and concerns and that uh, we face and 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 from our perspective and uh, oftentimes uh, when we do our annual conference the winter summit uh, we get invitations or we have people who want to speak and their platforms are geared towards uh, uh, motivation or geared towards empowerment which is important we need to have that but here at the winter summit and with wealthy sisters radio we deal with specific business strategies so that's that's our lane and that's where we know um we we have to remain focused in that as well now when you talk about um the programs and and that you have tell me a little bit about how the kids in your area are able to learn about you do you have an after school enrichment and what are the age should ask that first what's the age group of your organization 
you know, the age group for us, I say 13 to 18, but girl, mm-hmm. I'm so easy. Okay. If a parent calls and say they got a 10-year-old that wants to attend, I let them. You know, right. I'm, I'm very flexible with that. Right. But, I, but I, I try to keep it at 13 to 18. Okay. And now with me, I have such a, 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 a wide reach here mm-hmm. in the Pacific Northwest regarding my contacts. Mm-hmm. And it was basically very word of mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, we reached out schools, to churches, to youth organizations, to alternative schools, because that's really where my target demographic is, mm-hmm. um, and um, and all. And the word of mouth buzz just started. In fact, when I had the very first summit on Washington State University campus, Vancouver, back in, God, 2011, mm. I was amazed that we had so many youth attend. We had close to 150 youth. Wow. And we try to cap it right at 150 because if it gets larger than that, right. then we lose that, that, that personal intimacy. touch that we want to have uh-huh. you know, with the kids. Uh-huh. You know? uh-huh. But we had like 150 youth. And I knew, Deborah, I knew from that very first summit that we created magic. Yeah. You know, that I was onto something that I had to keep building upon and keep moving forward Mm -hmm. and plus i did not want to let these kids down a lot of times people have something for youth that's a one-time thing and then it's over or when the honeymoon is over that's it you know or when the money runs out that's it right i didn't want to do that i wanted to keep a continuum going for them and their families right you know um and so with our sub we have the one-day summit that creates the spark then we have year-long programming we have our, our STEM tours. We take them to companies to take a deeper dive in how that organization uses technology. Mm-hmm. What are those career paths within, you know, that company? Our kids always ask them, how much money do you make? <laughs> <laughs> they always, that's a standard question, how much money do you make? You know, <laughs> so we take them on our STEM tours. We have our coding camps. We have Urban Digital. Mm. We have iSpeak, which is a uh, public speaking um program that we have. Oh, and the that's kids love good. It. That's and really always, good. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yes. It's really good. I didn't think they would like it, you know, um, but they love it because I told them no matter what you do, you need to be able to feel confident in speaking, you know, articulating your, your thoughts. That's right. You, know, you don't never know and you may have to get up and make a pitch for something. That's but right. But you still have, have more confidence in it. Mm-hmm. That's right. You can always tell our kids that have gone through our, our iSpeak program versus the ones that haven't, so... Um, so we do have our continual programming. Right now, we're not an after-school program, but we're still we're still building upon this machine. Sometimes I feel like I'm I'm building the plane while it's flying and flying fast. You know, <laughs> that is a so great we, analogy. I have to make, use that, know, Dina. It's true. I'm like, and everybody that works with me knows that I will flip the script and I will pivot something on a dime. So yeah, we are still building this. Yes, you have to be so flexible. I, yeah. I love it. I We've love it. We've got so much vibe. Yes. I, I, I love it, you know. Um, and now with us expanding to different cities, um, and usually it's the parents that will reach out to me and ask, can we bring it to their city? Right. You know, um, and so we try to we look out and try to make it happen. To make it happen. You, you know, know, that was and, a, and my next question I was going to ask you about, uh, are there chapters? And are you doing something online that here – kids on the east coast or somewhere down south in texas what have you that they can participate in i urban teen as well interesting that you say that because yes we are expanding to different cities we just expanded and launched in seattle washington a huge oh, success good. and uh, now we're looking at uh, houston we have a team lead there in houston uh-huh. so we'll be uh, launching a chapter um 
in Houston. We also, the other cities waiting in the wings are Charlotte, North Carolina, um, Detroit, New York, um, uh, Chicago, Los Angeles. There's a lot of of work to do. And yes, we are also going to be creating online training modules so that any youth can participate in some of our programming. That's what we're doing right now, building those online modules. Wow, wow, that's great, that's great. Now, you know, um, if you have just joined us here live on ListenVisionLive.com, uh, here are very special guest is Ms. Dina Perot. She's the founder of iUrban Teen Tech. And uh, we've just been having some great conversations around the STEM and arts programming uh, to make sure that we create that diversity in technology. We know technology is here. It's where it's at. Uh, that's where we are right now here streaming live over the internet all over the world uh, people can hear us literally around the globe and so technology is where we are and uh, it's so important that you have this program Dina uh, as well so we're mm-hmm. we're here um, and I, I want to come back and just ask you a few more questions we're going to go to one of our segments though and, and about finances uh, here at Wealthy Sisters Radio we have some dynamic women who have joined us as our correspondents, and uh, today our feature is Marcella Mullen-Williams. She is our financial correspondent. We're going to take a short segment break with her. She has some great information because I want to be able to tie that in with what we're talking about today with teen and the STEM and the the arts and and researching and training for technology. So once we build that money, we've got to know what to do with the finances. So we're going to take a break right now and go to Marcella, our our financial correspondent. You're listening live here on Wealthy Sisters Radio. Marcella Williams with your Wealthy Sisters Radio financial segment. When you don't take the time to prepare for your future, you can leave behind a tarnished legacy or worse, the ones you love can be left in financial turmoil. If you can't understand that, what that means or how it can apply to your life, think of Philip Seymour Hoffman. Philip Seymour Hoffman, considered one of the most versatile actors of his generation, tragically died at the age of 46. His untimely death meant that his partner, costume designer Mimi O'Donnell, whom he never legally married but shared three young children with, will be left to figure out how to financially provide for their family, although Hoffman had an estate roughly worth $35 million. Since O'Donnell was not his wife, she is not legally entitled to any assets of his multi-million dollar estate, despite being mentioned in his will. In fact, she'd be subject to as much as $15 million in estate taxes. The lack of nuptial means that she is ineligible for spousal exemption, which would have meant that all of Hoffman's assets would have been hers free and clear. So how does this apply to you? If you and your partner are not legally married, consider how this will affect your life when you die, or vice versa, and what will happen to your estate. If an asset is left to a spouse or a federally recognized charity, the estate tax usually does not apply. Additionally, if your partner does not include you in your will or has no legal authority over your assets, they may be left without anything after you die. Clearly understand your assets and their disbursements after your death. Start now by creating proper 
asset protection strategies. Secondly, Hoffman's will was signed in 2004 when he and O'Donnell only had one child. Two more children were born after the will was signed, which means they were not included in the designation of his assets. So keep your documents changing, whether it's new marriage or divorce, the birth of a child, a new job. Our lifestyles shift on a regular basis, and our financial and estate planning documents should reflect those changes accordingly. Meet with your wealth coach or financial planner on an annual basis at a minimum and make sure to update them whenever there is a life-changing event. For more information, visit my page at WealthySistersRadio.com or send me an email with questions, comments, or segment suggestions at attention, Marcella Mullen-Williams, to correspondence at WealthySistersRadio.com. The emails will then be filtered to spam and forward to the appropriate correspondent. Hello, we're back here on Wealthy Sisters Radio. Thank you so much, Marcella, for that great information. I hope that you all got that. And, you know, if you're just joining us and you missed the first half of our show today, don't worry about it. You can find us. Yes, we are available 24-7 on our podcast at WealthySistersRadio.com. You can go there, visit our page, and, and learn all about our iTunes. You can download us there. We're free on iTunes. So go to WealthySistersRadio.com right now, and you can click on that iTunes button and find us there. And not only will you catch this show, but you'll also be able to get all of our other great shows. As I said, we're so excited this year. We're celebrating five years in June, so definitely got to plan a big party for that being Black Music Month. We got to do something huge around that as well. But our very special guest today that's joined us all the way from Washington State. We're here in Washington, D.C. today, and she's on the line, Ms. Dina Perot from Washington State, the founder of iTeen Urban, or iUrban Teen, excuse me. Uh, and she's done some incredible things. You've got chapters opening, opening up all across the country. And and you also have a summit that's coming up, Dina, that's in May. Yeah, May 17th at um, one of our university partners, University of Portland campus. Yes, yes, that's great. Well, I want to let everybody know they can go to the website right now, WealthySistersRadio.com, and pu um, pull up the featured guests, and they can see all of your information and also about the camp, the uh, summit there as well. Tell us what, what can they expect yeah. for those who are going to attend it? Well, you know, what we do, we have um, um, – we, I, for me, I truly mm -hmm. believe in kind of a paired or collaborative learning model, you know, for the for the youth. Mm -hmm. And so we usually start it off with a motivational something to get them going early in the morning, um, but not long because their attention span is not that long. Right. And we break them out into their groups, and then they start their their workshop track. Now we have workshops, and they're all. And I, I tell the kids in the morning, this is a learning experience. This is just going to give you the exposure to the opportunity. Okay. So we have six different workshops and in two different tracks, and they're all STEM-related career workshops. So basically STEM-related careers in environmental sciences and mm -hmm. healthcare and energy, um, cybersecurity, digital animation or digital arts, uh, gaming, mobile apps. 
you know, so those are our six workshops. And they rotate. They, they stay in each workshop for about 50 minutes or so. And they do a rotation so that they can go through all the workshops in their selected track. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have, uh, you know, we feed them. We, they come back into the large commons area for lunch. Um, we always still even have a presentation during the lunch hour. I believe for this one, Microsoft is doing a presentation for us during the lunch hour on, on one of their mobile software programs. And then in the afternoon, we have our World Cafe, wow. where they're back in their teams, in their groups, and they're brainstorming on some of the – we have a, a facilitated brainstorming session for them. But we're also giving them – having them understand how to work in teams, how to do collaborative thinking, you know, or critical mm-hmm. thinking together as a mm-hmm. team. Um, and so all these things that they're they're learning, and they're not quite even – they don't even quite know it yet, you know. Yes. So we're sending all these subliminal messages to them all day long. Oh. Um, and then after the World Cafe, we have our little prize contest things, and and uh, then they're off on their merry way. But what also happens during that summit? Because remember, I said I always invite the families in. When the youth are off to their workshop, mm-hmm. we have a two-hour parent roundtable where we're talking and brainstorming with the parents mm-hmm. and roundtable discussions with them on learning about more about their youth, showing, giving them information mm-hmm. on how to navigate through the school system, how to advocate for your child, what are some of the scholarship opportunities, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, what, and what they're learning in these workshops. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of this information, now, one of the things, too, and I talk a lot, Deborah, so just cut me off at any time. No, but, no, um, no, 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 no. Go ahead. One of the things that, that's so very important in this work or in anything I feel in our communities is how to work collaboratively together. Mm-hmm. So I reach out and I try, I try to work collaboratively with other programs. Two of my really good partners, um, the Michigan Educational Think Tank, um, he actually helps create some of my content for the um, the use of the parent roundtable pieces. And then my friend Dr. Fay with My Health um, My Health Impact um, uh, program. Mm-hmm. She that My Health Impact Network. She helps kind of frame some of the healthcare pieces and workshops that we go over. Mm-hmm. And both of them are located, you know, on the East Coast, one in Michigan and one in North Carolina. But that's how this collaborative, this collaboration works for me, is I bring everybody in. How do we create this village around our children to help support them on their progress and growth? Wow. So anyway, I kind of deterred from the summit. So that's what we have. We have the workshops for the youth, the brainstorming sessions, and we have a piece for the parents, you know, um, a parent roundtable for them. Right, right, right. That's what the summit looks like. So Look. the summit is to create that. Summit. And what's the date of the summit again? It's May 17th, which is a Saturday. We always have them on a Saturday. Okay, May 17th. Um, that's, that's my that's sister's birthday. <laughs> okay, May 17th. Yeah, yeah. And I think I remember seeing it from God, 8. I was sister that day. Yeah, yeah. Is that, did I remember, is it from 8 to 3, is it, or 9 to 3? It's nine to three. Nine mm-hmm. to three. Fantastic. There in uh and you said it's gonna be held in Portland, Oregon, huh? Yep. This oh. will be our third year actually at the University of Portland. Okay. Again, we have university partners. Right. We have university partners that partner with us, um, because we are giving the university exposure right. you know, with these youth and families that might be their next students. So we're building that pipeline for the university as well. Wow. Um, 
you know, for that. So we reached out to different universities that we partner with, and we'll have that on their campus every year. Every year. Well, um, that's great. That's great. Yeah. I tell you, Dina. Mm-hmm. I am so excited to have had the opportunity to speak with you today, finally to hear your voice after all these years we've been communicating and uh, just following you on social media. And I just want to say congratulations to you. This time has gone by so fast on your award coming uh, from the White House and being recognized as the Innovator of the Week with Black Enterprise and all the great things that you're doing there with iUrban Team. Congratulations again to you. Thank Thank you so much. Oh, and I just wanted to also let you know, let you know that I think I'm going to be at Essence Magazine in June. So oh, everyone gets the June issue. So yeah, you got to let us know about it. that. That's great. Well, I want to have everybody go right now to our website, WealthySistersRadio.com. Wealthy Sisters, that's S-I-S-T-A-S, Radio.com, and they can visit you on our featured guest page, learn all about you, you get all of her contact information, and definitely learn more about what she's doing. And and perhaps you like to open a chapter in your city as well. Dina, thank you so much for joining us today, and we wish you continued success here at Wealthy Sisters Radio. Deborah, what an honor. Thank you for having me on your show today, and you have an, an amazing week. Thank you. Thank you. Will do. And and I want to thank everybody for tuning in with us today. We want to say also congratulations to those winners we announced last week. A lot of the buzz has been out there for the free commercial here on Wealthy Sisters Radio. Congratulations to Natisha Brown-Lee. And also we want to say a very special congratulations to Pamela Smith-Evans. You can see them on the screen shortly there uh, our free commercials and uh, you want to know how I know I had a couple of people ask me here recently how can I win that commercial well all you need to do is three simple things is just follow us on Facebook follow us on Twitter and join our mailing list at Wealthy Sisters. That's all you have to do. Just go to Twitter, find Wealthy Sisters. Go to Facebook, find Wealthy Sisters. And go to our website, WealthySistersRadio.com, and join our mailing list. And you, too, will be entered in our drawing. And we do this once a month. And I tell you, two lucky winners from that as well. So that's great here. And just, I know, uh, I want to remind everybody as well, we have our Volume 1 Wealthy Sisters powerful personal stories proving that you can do it too. This is one of our first books that we released. It has just been an award-winning, a top-selling book. And I want to let you know, you can go to our website today and get this book. You can get it free shipping. It's available for you right there. I want you to be able to get your autograph signed copy. you probably see some of it there on the screen. There you can go to WealthySistersRadio.com and you can click click right there on our online store and you'll find it there. Um, You can also know that if you love Kindle and you're a Kindle user, you can also use it there or rather you can download it on Kindle as well. So we want to thank you so much for tuning in to us today here, our second week on listenvisionlive.com, WLVS. Radio, want to thank you again to everybody. And remember, as always, we wish you and yours the best of everything great. See you next week.
here. Started from the bottom, now my whole team here. Started from the bottom, now we here. Started from the bottom, now the whole team here. Started from the bottom, now we here. Started from the bottom, now my whole team here. Started from the bottom, now we here. Started from the bottom, now the whole team here. I done kept it real from the jump. Living at my mama's house, we'd argue every month. I was, I was trying to get it on my own. Working all night, traffic on the way. Children are our future. Teach them well and let them lead the way. Show them all the beauty they possess inside. Give them a sense of pride to make it easier. Let the children laugh. Remind us how. Everybody's searching for a hero People need someone to look up to I never found anyone who fulfilled my need A lonely place to be So I learned to depend on me to me 